If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This is The Boop Show for Monday, December 30th, 2019. I'm Scott, he's Brian. everybody welcome back to the boop show the last one you're gonna get in the year of 2019 i'm scott johnson with brian dunaway hello brian dunaway oh oh hi scott how are you i'm good man how was your christmas oh my gosh every year man it's just like i don't deserve any of these things santa's obviously not paying attention did you get uh christmasy things or video gamey things for christmas i meant to say Oh, you know, we I did, and we should talk about that for a second, because I did get something very cool for Christmas. Mm. I got an Oculus Rift S. Oh, oh nice. That's right. Now, why right, didn't you, let, me, let me ask you this, because inquiring minds want to know, why did you get that and not the Quest? Because the Quest now Be- doubles as a Rift, so why why that? Because my, my loving fiancé, who loves me very much and always says that I always take the lesser of the things that I desire uh-huh. when I asked her for an Oculus Go yeah. because it was on sale during the holidays, the 32, uh, the 30, 32 yeah. gigabyte. Yeah. Uh, it was on sale for 130. And I know it's really only good for like watching movies and stuff. So 130 for watching movies with an Oculus Go in the bed, that sounded like it was a good deal. <laughs> so she said, well, I'm not getting him none of that mess. I'm going to go out there and spend some money. Yeah. And so she that's what she did. She got me the Oculus Rift S. And I, I don't even, I haven't read anything about the S because my laptop and, and my gaming PC right now is not up to snuff, really. I mean, it's it's the minimum. Mm. It is the minimum you can use uh, to do that. So I was like, uh, so I got it. And I'm sure my face kind of said, oh, yeah, oh, this is, this is, <laughs> this is nice. Well, at least you said this is. Did nice you keep the? Did VR. you keep the receipt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's. But what really... was even worse than that? Yeah. What was even worse than that is the night before, like on Christmas Eve, before I got it, I didn't tell her this at the time, but um, uh, apparently one one of my children knew I was getting the Rift S, and then told another uh, like twelve year old. And that 12 year old come up to me at the at the Christmas party and said, "I heard you get an Oculus," and I'm like, "What?" Yeah what mm. and uh so and he was like all yelling it and stuff and like i i was pretty sure that i shouldn't know this information so i was trying to shut him yeah, up you're not shut supposed up, to know that up. ahead of time you're supposed to be it's shut supposed up. to be kept a secret sure here's the yeah. thing though uh so so i wonder it's so so hmm, interesting so the rifts the rift s is they've had plenty in stock the quest has been out of stock because that thing is now yeah both things for the same price you get the portability of the quest and when you want to plug it into a USB-C cable you get rift capability and it it's it's a rift that's the way to, that's the way to go cuz it's the latest right because the rift s was what 2018 when it came out or 2017 and so now we're we're heading into february you can get uh when it comes out officially uh this is supposed to be the new jam well this is yeah the well the rift s and the quest both came out this year 
Oh, I the, thought the, the original. I, thought, I didn't think the Quest was coming out until February. Oh, of this no. Year. I've owned it since February of this year. So both, both of these launched in February of this year. Uh, I've got the Quest now. You have a Rift S. The only difference between the two is one is, uh, well, now the only difference is one can be portable and one can't be. So I'm very curious. Right, which is what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder how that will end up going uh, with you because now you're, I mean, you're basically permanently tethered. And there are some people who are ticked about that because when the Quest was right. launched, there was no link cable. There was no option for this. So you were basically faced with, well, do you want a slightly slower but portable solution or do you want tethered to your PC and therefore the one that's going to play all your existing VR games, blah, blah, blah. Do you want that solution? And a lot of higher-end gamers went, yeah, well, of course I want the Rift S because I want to have the PC nice. connectivity. So I want to do that. And then uh, Oculus turned right around and said, oh, by the way, it was a few months later, we've got a, a cool thing coming. You can plug a USB-C cable into the Quest, and it's now a Rift S just by plugging it in. So now you have both. And just people by, who bought Rift just S's were just like, what? People were irritated. Right. So and, and so you're not going to get any information from me because uh, she saw my disappointment and I explained to her exactly my reasoning behind what reason why I even asked for an Oculus because I wasn't even really even in the market for the Oculus. I just happened to see a really good deal yeah. on the Oculus Go and it fit in with what I wanted to do. Uh, but I do want to get the Quest eventually, but I wasn't really looking for it. Sure. So, no, I get it. Uh, I get so, it. That may be, so, you know what so it may be? It may be that they're not, they may not be back in stock until February. That might be what you saw. Or maybe, something. maybe that's what I was seeing, but yeah, it's not going to, so we went ahead and sent it back. So it's, it's, it, it will, there will be no, uh, there'll be no Oculus rift here because like I said, I just don't have the PC and I actually looked at it with, with a little bit of hope in my eyes and went, well, I'd really need a new gaming PC if I was going to use this. Yeah. Well, here's the thing we though. Go. You get that quest. We go get that. You get the Quest for the right. same price, and then you don't need the PC for it. And then if a PC does come along where you're like, ooh, this is going to be good for VR, you've already got the you got the Rift part built in because of the Link thing. Right. So that's what you should do is exactly. save that money and plunk it down on a Quest come February or whenever it's back in stock. Well, we talked about that because my birthday will be around in March. And so I've already ha already have like tethered VR, right? I've already... I've already been playing that for a while, and and, and while it is neat to have it, and it, it is very powerful, uh, it, being tethered really breaks the experience, in my opinion. It can for me. Yeah, for me, it's nice to have the freedom. Uh, I mean, I, I think wireless is the future, and we're all just you know these are all baby steps getting there. The Quest is the biggest step forward in that regard. Um, the fact that they're letting people tether who want to is a big deal. I think that they made a bad PR decision to announce that link thing mm -hmm. after a bunch of people bought Rift S's because they would have gone the yeah. other way uh, had Absolutely. they known that was coming. So, yeah, that's an annoying that's an annoying thing that happened there. But, but uh, you know, that's, that's just all a part of being uh, early, right? You yep. early adopt and you, 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 it's just it's the cost. That's right. It's the cost. Early days, man. So get ready. I've been playing a lot of Tetris, Brian. What? 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 Yeah. Wait. What? It's it's almost like there's like only two days before 2020, uh -huh. and you're playing some Russian game from uh -huh. the from the 80s, 70s. When did Tetris start? Uh, 70s. Tetris was the was 80s, right? Wasn't it 80s? I I played it during the 80s, but I was trying to recall if it if it actually existed before then. I now that you're saying that, I'm starting to question my question myself. But it was that dude. I forgot his name, but that Russian dude, what made it? Yeah, Mr. Tetris. That <laughs> he, was his name. He didn't get a lot of credit for it. V but Vlad, Vlad Tetris. Yeah, Vladimir Tetris. 
Vladimir uh, Tetris. He uh, made a Tetris game, and then uh, the Russian government controlled all the money it made, and that pissed a lot of people off. And then eventually there was some weird combination of ownership rights between Nintendo and Tenchu, or not Tenchu, what was the name of the Japanese company? Anyway, they had their own version, so there was at one point you could buy a version of Tetris on the NES that was Nintendo published and another one that was published by this other Japanese company. Uh, Nintendo would make various others down the road, but you would also see it on other platforms because, again, there's like a weird licensing thing going on. I don't totally understand it. (coughs) Excuse me. I sneezed. I should have hit the button that makes it so people don't have to hear me sneeze. Yeah, that was Holy Moses. Uh, Came from way down. Way that down. was that was one of those dad sneezes. You you just can't escape one of those. You're like you're sitting and you're trying to enjoy your meal, and oh, yeah. dad comes up with one of those. Woo. Yeah, big time, big time Woo. sneezer. My uh, my dad and I got that from him. So anyway, uh, here's the here's the funny thing about the Tetris thing. I've been playing a bunch of Tetris because uh, at the Epic Store on PC they did a uh, holiday deal where for. Oh gosh, how much money? Well, or no, you just had to go in and, and sign in for it, and they give you a free ten dollar gift certificate to, toward any game. And right. they also had a sale on uh, Tetris Effect, which used to be PlayStation only. It was also a VR game there. Uh, Tetris Effect uh, is now on on the Epic Store, and that's where they're starting with it. I'm sure it'll show up in other places, but uh, I decided to use that ten bucks toward that. So that game ended up costing me like fifteen or something. I don't remember exactly. Ten bucks. And it's really cool. It's as cool as everybody said it is. Uh, it's a great time to spend time in Tetris again because I love Tetris. Uh, and so I played a crap ton of that uh, over the holiday. And then I also got in the mood to play the greatest Battle Royale game of all time. Uh, you might know it as um, a, a Tetris, or no, I'm sorry, Tetris 99. <laughs> so oh, yes. so I played a crap load of Tetris 99 on the Switch and got my first dude. <laughs> I got my first win ever, which was great. Oh yeah, interesting. Yeah, that felt good. Uh I've lost a lot of games though in between the, the uh that particular win. So no big surprise there, but um I really really like Tetris 99. I have since they launched it, which is also a game this year. Anyway, so between these two, that was kind of most of my holiday play cuz when I was kind of around right, right. uh you know, the house or whatever or wasn't in front of my PC, I was playing Tetris 99, and when I was around uh, my PC, I'd play Tetris Effect. And yeah, this, just... this the Tetris, uh, uh, these Tetris games are like great games in between naps, right? It's yeah. like, oh, I'm oh, so yeah. tired. Like, mm, oh, yeah. They absolutely are. And they're not, and not only Take that, they're just nap. great, like, I don't know, man, you just can chill and just forget about your day. And right, I don't know. There's something about Tetris. It's it's, it's a venerable game. It's been around forever. One of the greatest games all, of all time, in my opinion. And, well, the uh, game the game is is about as relaxing and just methodical as you can get until until your bricks get above about midway, and then it starts becoming a stress test. Yeah, especially well in the case of Tetris 99. The minute you start having people win, uh, things right. start getting really frenetic and fast, and you can also attack each other, and it's it's insanity but i really enjoy it so i played a lot of tetris that's basically my holidays that's that's christmas for me uh this year that's Um, christmas when i wasn't i mean when i wasn't doing stuff with family or whatever there was plenty of that obviously but uh, i played a great deal of tetris boy the guy that did the video i'm watching right now is he has a his method of playing is let's go almost to the top as far as we can go right 
And then, then let's then just it. hope we get a whole bunch of uh, long ones, long Straight. bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you do. That's you exactly, I, bunch, I was but, watching the same thing. Yeah, that's what you know. That's kind of this is kind of how I play it too. I I, I, I don't it. do this. I don't do that much stacking. I, I will. Yeah. I will. I'll do four stacks every time I can do them because you get you know you get bonuses for that and everything. But man, I I, I need to. Yeah, if you leave that right side open like that with with the long ones, that that is really is it's a great. It's a great method until it stops working. Right. And then you're screwed. And then you're screwed. Like right now, he's playing with Destiny here. He's okay. Right. He finally got one, and now he's moved on to the next level. Uh, the cool thing about Tetris Effect, if you haven't played it, is it's VR enabled on PS4 and PC for that matter, I guess. Um, but they, you, you're you're playing Tetris. It's Tetris as Tetris, but you're playing uh, really crazy trippy levels. Um, the best, actually, the best comparison I would use is something like. Uh, Oh gosh, like Tetris or not? Te- uh, not sorry, right. not Tetris. Um, <laughs> you know what this looks like? You know what this reminds me of? No, Tetris. I can't think of it. Uh, oh, Tempest Two Thousand. Remember that when they had oh, that crazy Tempest, Tempest yeah, game? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good that's a good comparison. Reminds me of that. I uh, mean, not as good as Tetris, but it's pretty good. It's really just you want to put headphones on, you want to get surround sound if you can. It's just as an amazing sounding, looking, very psychedelic, trippy way to to play the game of Tetris, and I I enjoy it. Uh, greatly is a understatement. So uh, I did a bunch of that, and then, like I said, I played a whole bunch of the uh, the one on Nintendo's Switch, which is great too, and I would highly recommend that. And even if, like, all you got to do to get that game is you got to buy their, uh, you got to play their, you got to pay their multiplayer three things, three dollar a month thing, whatever it is, to play on the Switch. Right. Uh, but that come that's free. You don't have to pay for it. It's just a game you get, and they've added a ton of stuff to it, including a single player mode. They've added bot modes. They've added like. Uh, co-op modes and like all sorts of stuff since they launched it so uh that game just gets better and better and i know i've talked about it on the show before but you know it's the holidays we got to talk about what we've been playing so that's me yeah i mean if you were expecting a regular episode for the last episode of 2019 what were you thinking yeah it's gonna be a mix match do you have a game if before we get to your stuff you're playing now do you have a game that came out this year that you would look to and say that's my favorite game of the year Absolutely. It's actually one of the things I was wanting to talk about later on just to mention. Uh, so, yeah, there's a couple of games earlier on. Are we going to do our game of the year? Yeah, now? You, or you, you, wait tell, and, you know what? All right. We'll wait. Later? We'll wait until uh, before the emails. Let's we'll uh, announce our yeah, each of our picks for the greatest game of the year for each of us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I, and remember, people, before you start getting excited, this is our personal preference of greatest game, not some kind of you know, magical formula that someone else used. This is just like, hey, you know, I like this game. This yeah. is me. This is this is the game that stood out for me. Right. Exactly right. Uh, all right. So tell me about uh, your thing. What do you play? Oh, my gosh. Oh. The, the, uh, game Pass, or I guess it's only Xbox, though, because I couldn't find it on PC, but Game Pass got uh, Witcher 3, so you've been playing that. That's right. So we've talked about here before that one of my big uh you know embarrassing things that i never got to play was the witcher 3 so and really the witcher series completely but i just recently every time i turn around i feel like there's just more and more witcher there's a series on netflix and i i was wanting to consume it and i was like do i need to play the game first probably not and then i saw on the game pass popped up uh the witcher 3 wild hunt and I said, okay, well, I'm going to get in here and see what all the hubbub is about. Yeah, 25, 2015 is easily the best game of 2015. 
Easily. And maybe one, maybe be. the best game of the decade, it could be argued. And uh, yeah. even five years on, it still looks great. They just released a, tw- a Switch version. It's on sale everywhere. Game Pass got it. Not on PC, though. This is just on uh, Xbox for now. And also, right. uh, I should mention this. Uh, currently on Steam, it's the most concurrent players of any single player game ever and is higher than when the thing uh, launched on Steam. So part of, I, part of that sale, part of that's the TV show, part of that's a lot of stuff coming together. But uh, the, the, the Witcher 3, enjoying a, a second life here a little bit. Absolutely. Like I said, especially with it being, for me, like you said, Netflix series and then being on the Game Pass because I almost want to cheat when you ask me what my favorite game of the year is because I might just have to say... Uh, Xbox Game Pass mm-hmm. because it had opened up so many things to me that I never got a chance to play and I wanted to and that's so true with this and I'll tell you just my I, I played maybe three or four hours of The Witcher three which is not you know nearly that's not not even a eighth of the way through I'm sure oh not uh, even but close I, that thing's like a hundred and something I, I, it's, somebody it's clocked that if you did every single side thing three hundred hours or something right. Yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy. But the taste that I got was, oh, my gosh, this is an amazing game that I never knew existed. And part of that is this amazing storytelling, the 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 elements of of where you're at this. The, oh, my just the attention to detail and love. My favorite thing. This may be my favorite game and may has set a new bar for me for one aspect of a video game. Mm. Whenever you're talking to NPCs yeah. in a lot of games. And you get to those, you know, you get to those where you're talking to them. And uh, most games just do this. They'll have a character's face there and the face will be sitting there and looking at you and holding really still and just talking. Not in Witcher 3. You got actual acting going on while they're talking to you. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and the way they do it is so beautiful. Now, it's not like the only game that does it, but I think they may do it the best. I actually felt like I was having a conversation with these characters because they were so so much attention to detail of character movement, body language. I mean, they didn't just read the dialogue, they acted the dialogue and I'm like, you you got me. I'm sucked in. Yeah. Sucked in. This game is uh great. It's uh first and second were pretty good too. This is easily the best of the series. And uh it's all based on books. Uh yeah, top yeah. selling books. The show is is more based on the books than the game is, I guess. The game takes more leeway than the books do. Or the TV right. show does, uh, but uh, yeah, I you you basically you plus all this news about it plus everything else that's going on kind of put me back in the mood to get back in. I haven't played it in a while. You got it. I never finished finished it like complete. I right. never you know hundred percented it. I still kind of want to do that one day. Game looks great, plays great, looks good on PCs right yeah, now. It looks great. I could I couldn't believe it when I was playing it. I was like, oh, too bad I missed this game last year. And I went and looked. Two thousand fifteen. Holy Moses. Yeah. This was good. Seems like a long time ago, but it wasn't. It was a good. It was a good yeah. year. That was the same. That year, you got The Witcher on uh, uh, the, the Witcher Three. Sorry, Wild Hunt. Right, right. And you got Mad Max Fury Road. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, a movie that there's n- a game I never forget. really played, but I own on several platforms. Oh, you should play that Mad Max game. It's fun. It's not. Totally it's not should. Fury Road, but it's a. It's a you know side tail thing, and it's very good. It's it's. I mean, for what it is, it's basically. You know, open world Assassin's Creed style, but in a wasteland, and I loved it. That's a, that oh, game's yeah. cool too. I enjoyed that game a lot. But I mean, The Witcher Three is like maybe maybe one of the best games ever made. So I want to thank Xbox Game Pass for changing my life this year. That's yeah. it has changed how I game. 
Yeah, a lot of people well, are saying. I, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, those concurrent players, it wouldn't happen without Game Pass." No, that's Xbox only, and they're not tracking that. This is just Steam data. So imagine how much yeah, bigger yeah. it is beyond that on console, especially when now they're giving it away for free for people with a well, not free, but you know, yeah, to people yeah. who subscribe. You know, you know, it's it's part of the value add, right? So there it is. It would be really cool if the PC version was on Game Pass for PC. I would be very happy about well, that. Well, and the PC version has been on sale, uh, and I've actually thought about picking up the PC version, but once again, I, 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 I will tell you that my gaming PC is a Dell laptop, gaming laptop. It's only got a 1050 Ti NVIDIA mm-hmm. in it, so, you know, very minimum of gaming enjoyment. So I don't know if it would look any better uh, there than it would on my console, to be honest with you. Yeah, at this stage, probably not. Um Right, it screams and just as smooth as butter. By the way, anything else? Or new way, stuff. way more naked people in The Witcher than I thought they would be. Oh and yeah, it's not like yeah. You're gonna get more too as you go. If you're only five hours in, there's there is more waiting. Right, for you, right, buddy. yeah. yeah. I, I assumed. Yeah, worry not. Like, if I'm, your I'm goal, if your goal is nudity in a video game, I got some good news for you. Because I've got good news for you, buddy. Because boom, that game's got it. Nudes. Uh, all right, well, Witcher 3. Not a new game, but a great game nonetheless. And that's what we do new on this to me. show. We don't always on this show talk about stuff that's brand new. Not always. Sometimes, but not always. All right, jumping back over to uh, my next game. Um, I returned to... Flash. Well, actually, I returned to two games. I will briefly mention that the Switch had an eShop deal on a game called Broforce, which everyone... Oh, yeah, I, I love Broforce. Broforce is, is, a, the, is amazing. Is that the time one? It's No, it's the, the little... It's like super over the top. They take movie archetypes like instead of RoboCop, it's BrovoCop. Instead of uh, Rambo, it's Bro uh, Rambro. Um, Didn't we play Broforce? I think we might have tried back in the day when it was like an early access or something. I think maybe you and I tried. It's a very, very cool game. One of my favorite indies of all time. There's something about the way it plays that I love. I don't know. Can't even put my finger on it. Just the way that game plays, the loop of it. Is one of my favorite things ever, and I love Broforce. So I played it to death on I PC. I just wanted to say I love you, bro. <laughs> I played it to death on PC, so you'd think I'd have my fill. However, uh, Broforce showed up on the eShop for five bucks or three ninety nine nice. or something. I don't know what it was. Something close to four bucks. And I went, um, duh, yeah, playing this again. And other than it doesn't play like the custom levels you can do on PCs. I wish it did, but it doesn't do that uh, or have a level gener- or level uh, creator thing. If it did, it might be the greatest value of all time. Uh, as it stands, the core game is very good and still fun, and I like it a lot, and I was happy to play it there. So that was just a little side note. Uh, and I think the, still, the deal is still going on. I think you can still get that price, I think. Uh, it's hard to argue with Broforce. Was it? What, how much did it was? Uh, like uh, a buck? Like th- three bucks or something. It was stupid cheap. Three bucks. It's normally like it's 19 crazy. or 15 or something, and it was like three bucks right. for the holiday sale. I think it's still happening, so you should go get that. It's perfect for the format. just feels great on a Switch. I'm playing on a Switch Lite, and it's great. So that when I wasn't playing Tetris, that was taking up a lot of my time. But I also found out and missed it altogether that on the 12th, uh, one of my more anticipated early access games, uh, Starcom Nexus, finally exited uh, early access. And you might remember me bringing this up before, but it's like a top-down space exploration dealie. And uh, it is awesome. Uh, basically, oh, I don't know what to compare this to. 
back in the day, there were a bunch of PC, like 90s era PC games where it was like top down, your ship's flying through space, um, you're discovering, scanning new worlds, and when you scan them, it turns out, oh, they've got resources. You get those resources, you can use those to add upgrades to your ship or whatever. You can build your ship out with better engines, better weapons, better warp capability, that sort of thing. It's uh, story quests, but also a lot of sort of open world randomness happening. Um, the graphics in this game are very nice, very minimal, but also Wait. very nice. And where the graphics? Uh, the the graphics are. I wish I had that clip still. I don't have that clip anymore. Aww. Uh, the planets look really cool. The little space stations look cool. The story stuff's good. It's just a great little one of those. And for a game that's just trying to sort of kind of recapture some of that '90s era space exploration, uh, you know, right. RPG style thing, I think it does a really good job of that. And I liked it when it was in... in uh, the only problem I had with it when it was in um, early access is every time they'd patch it, you'd lose your saves. Super annoying. Ooh, yeah, you can't do that. And they told us that. They kept saying, oh, yeah, you'll lose your saves. It's just, it's just the way this game is written, Ooh, blah, it, blah, blah. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, it Ooh, bummed me better out. better figure something else out. Yeah, it bummed me out. So I kind of stopped playing it until they were done because I didn't want to lose, <laughs> keep losing my saves. So oh, yeah. now they're done, and you won't lose your saves. Just you can play it, and you're good. You can you can just whoever programmer told you that punch him in the face, figure yeah. it out. There was a I guess there was some hack around way you could like export your go to your file wherever the save files are on your drive and then pull right. them out and then do something hokey to an ini file and then make them work. But I didn't want to bother right. going through all that, so I just waited. It was fine to wait. You yeah, you do the hokey pokey and you you know you turn your bits you about. Turn your bits and, about. Uh, yeah, and that's what yeah. it's all about. That's what it's all about. Anyway, good game. Uh, fun to return to it. Starcom Nexus available uh, on Steam and out of early access currently. So as uh, a full game now available to play. If you need a little space itch that needs to be scratched, you could do a whole lot worse than that. All right, Brian. Tell me about your the final deep, hours. The deep nether regions of space itch. That's right. Oh. Yeah. How did, so, so how'd it go? You beat the Luigi's Mansion, did you? So here was the deal. Yeah. The deal was I wanted to complete Luigi's Mansion 3 for the Switch before Christmas because I wanted to hand that off to my oldest son, Andrew, uh, for kind of like, you know, like a little Christmas bonus. Mm -hmm. Not really a Christmas present, but just, hey, additionally, here it is. So I was very close. And so I finally just I did a marathon right before Christmas yeah. of Luigi's Mansion 3. And I was able to beat it. And I did it in about 22 hours total. Which was uh, about average for what I did. I wasn't. I was not a. Uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't get every little thing. I got mm -hmm. a lot of things, but I didn't get every little thing. And I. I loved this game from beginning to end. I, as I went along, I learned some things. I don't know if this is how they did it, but I learned as I went along that it felt like each floor was designed by different, like different teams or something, mm -hmm. or maybe they certain teams were assigned to do certain levels because uh, it's like, there's almost like a framework of what Luigi can do. And then they found ways to use those powers on each floor in a creative way. That's mm -hmm. what it felt like. It felt like a real true uh, collaborative effort between different level designers. And I could be totally wrong, but the each floor seems so unique and outside of the last floor that I believe that's had 
how it had to be done. Were you ever scared done. in this game? Was there ever a time you're like, oh, that's a scary moment I got going on with Luigi? There, yeah. So you know, Luigi's Mansion is not necessarily like a uh, a. It's not really scary. It's more like a creepy. And you're really supposed to be watching Luigi be kind of scared. It's more of a it's more of a comedy horror kind of thing. You know, it's it's like when you watch Ghostbusters. I mean, there's no point in Ghostbusters other than the part where it goes zoo that you're really freaked out. <laughs> uh, you know, the rest of it's pretty tame. Yeah. Uh, you know, you laughed about Slimer and different things, and uh, and probably the scariest part was maybe when Winston was talking about the the end of days and that kind of stuff. But other than that, that's kind of how Luigi's Mansion is. You know, it's just a little Ghostbusters fun, mostly funny. There's a couple of times where I guess if you were sitting in the dark, you might kind of go, oh, that's kind of creepy. But you're mostly just trying to solve puzzles. You're trying to solve puzzles and fight ghosts. You feel pretty powerful because you got you got most of the tools to do just that. Every time I look uh, at it, I just love looking at him. He just it looks like such a fun romp. So I need fun. to just get the damn thing and quit thinking it about is, it. It is so much fun. Oh, by the way, after I finished it, mm. um, and I, I was like, hey, Drew, I was like... Uh, I said, you still, if you, did you ever get a chance to get Luigi's Mansion? And he said, yeah, I got it for Christmas. I was like, dang it. Oh. So I, I finished up for nothing, but that's okay because that was good. In actuality, it was good because uh, when I finished it up, about the time I finished it up the same day, they announced a bunch of multiplayer content that they're releasing this coming up. There's some, already some multiplayer content, but they added, they're adding a lot what more. Do you, what do you do so with like, that? Oh. What do you do in the multiplayer? Well, you, you play uh, different. I haven't played much of it yet, but it looks like you play uh, like just levels of floors, but you play together. And usually what we've been doing, the multiplayer is one person plays Luigi, another person plays Gooigi. So I'm assuming it's kind of in that same vein. But then I also saw like some challenge areas where you're doing it on different floors and you're trying to catch the ghost, the most ghost in a certain time frame. There's a couple of different modes. I haven't looked deep into it. I just know that it's there. Uh, there's more content coming. And as a result, I need to hold on to it and not just give it away. Would you call it uh, not competitive than like a co-op multiplayer stuff? That's the plan? I think there's both. I think there's a little bit of co-op stuff and there's a little bit of competitive. Okay. Trying to, trying to capture the most ghost during that time. By the way, this game ends with the big boss, uh, King Boo. And dude. Is he rough? That was tough. Hmm. That was tough. Yeah. There were some bosses in this game that are super. That's what I, but that's what I like about this game. They're tough, but not impossible. Very well balanced, in my opinion. Hmm. I I I was right on the verge of being frustrated with King Boo when I was finally able to beat him. Wow. All right. Yeah. I was finally able to beat him. Also, a little tip: if you are playing Luigi's Mansion, there's a aspect of the game that seems kind of half baked, and that is where. Uh, you can go to the lab and you can use the coins you've collected throughout the game, which you're always collecting coins, but mostly it's just fun to do. Uh, and you can spend those coins on uh, bones or ghost finders or a couple of different things. I found them pretty useless up until the very last two, the mini boss and the big boss. And when I got killed by the mini boss, it went way back in the story. Hmm. I was like, crap. Hmm. But if I had some bones on me, I could have kept going. So I went in and I loaded up. I think I could carry a max of eight bones so I could I could be revived without losing my spot. So when you get near the end, you can't get back to the lab. So buy all the bones you can. That way you don't have to do like I did, which is go really far and start all back over again. Oof. That was kind of rough. Ugh, right? Yeah. Lesson, like learned, Lesson learned, Luigi. Lesson learned. 
I'm Mario. Maybe Luigi should have given you the, some advice or something. I love Luigi. I've learned it's, it's fun because this game can be played in a lot of different ways. And uh, one of the ways is if you find effective ways to use Luigi other than the things that you might expect him to do. Yeah. Free lube, for example. No? Free, free, free Luigi goose. <laughs> Luigi lube. Yeah, that's something Luigi you don't want to buy that. It's a Luigi. I, uh, every time I see you play this, I want to play it. It looks great. You uh, I guess, it, man. This, you I guess get this it. isn't you, though. This is somebody else. Yeah, this Ruben, yeah that's not me. I should have put my footage from previously. This Ruben guy doesn't know how to find, he doesn't know how to pick things up. He's irritating me. Ruben don't know how to play no Luigi, man. Yeah, he needs Mm-mm. to pick up money when he knocks it out of things. My gosh. All right, quick update on The Witcher 3. If you beat everything uh, in the completed edition, which I believe is what Game Pass gives you, 191 right. hours of your completion, completionist, main story 52 only, main and extras, meaning some you know side quests, uh, 127 hours. So you're going to be somewhere between, my guess, is 100 and 150 hours on this thing. I, I believe it. Yeah. And I if, if I'm going to do that, I might switch over to my PC. No. Do they have this on Stadia? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I say that without actually knowing. I don't actually know. It's too bad. Um, what's crazy is The Witcher 2 had 53 hours if you were a completionist, 24 for the main story. I mean, this thing tripled in size? Yeah. That's just crazy. Wow. Crazy. I don't know how they did it. Like I said, you you, you get an instant realization when you're playing that game that oh my god they put so much into this game yeah. i mean just crazy amounts it's a beast of content but very good content i will mm-hmm. say that uh real quick mention uh i got back into the division two <laughs> oh, uh, a little bit they let most, you back in <laughs> mostly these last couple days i don't know why what they did they've improved it though they got they they nailed what i'd like to i see okay let me put it this way this game is you know supposed to kind of raid with your friends and and do you know uh, co-op stuff and you can do you know single player stuff here and there but really you know there's the big stuff the important stuff and the end game stuff is all about you and your friends doing raids and killing big bosses and that sort of thing um think of it as destiny i kill big bosses and i cannot lie that's right it's a, think of it as like destiny, but third person, right? That's kind of the idea. Well, right. uh, that doesn't really work for me because what I want out of these games is I like the solo experience. I like to run around in the division one or two and kind of just rock it out on my own. Um, it's just kind of what I, it's just how I like to play. And uh, early on in this game's release, even though I, st- I think it still had a pretty strong release, um, it wasn't perfect, and they. I think they made things harder for people who just wanted to kind of hang and be by themselves than it needed to be. They've done a ton of work in here. Lots of uh, sort of life improvement changes and and small stuff like that that has made this game feel really good suddenly. So I am kind of all back in on Division 2, at least for now. Division 2, where do you have that on the Uh, Epic Game Store? PC. Epic Game Store. Uh, Ubisoft, right? Yeah, I got it off the Ubisoft store because I know somebody there and I got a discount, but you can get it on... What? You know somebody there? Well, I know somebody here. Maybe those somebody's know Mm, each other. Maybe maybe those two somebody's can get together. I think I actually had Division 2, but uh, I think. It's on everything. So you want right consoles they got it you want it on uh epic store steam freaking i think good old games even has it now or directly on they the uplay store anyway i think it's maybe the best ubisoft game of the year and that says a lot because right. uh 
I'm trying to think what came out this year. I mean, it's just this and uh, and the Wildlands follow up, whatever it's called. I forgot now all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And that thing's got some issues. I think they'll iron them out, but for now, it's like mm, you guys. Let me know when that's when that's better. Uh, and this is better, man. This is a good game. I'm. And they're I'm, like, okay, Scott, we'll let you know. <laughs> I'm impressed with it. All right, let's pick our game of the year. Uh, this is going to be tricky because I'm super. Because torn. it's tricky to rock a rhyme. <laughs> I'm, to I'm rock a rhyme just I'm, right I'm, on time. It's very tricky. Uh, you have on here God of War, but that came out last year, right? That was 2018. No, that was that was this year, wasn't it? Hold on, God of War. Did that happen like in March? Release date. Um, I want to say that was 2018. Let me look. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, right. April. Oh, what? April of 2018. Yeah, it was a long, it was a while ago. Wow, that's just sad. I thought I'd. <laughs> Oops. That's sad. No, it's not sad. It just means you've, uh, you know, it's just a thing. You didn't notice. You just missed it. It's okay. That game's still amazing yeah, and, okay. and valid. Yeah. So, well, that's okay because I thought uh, I thought The Witcher Three was from like last year. So what do I know? I, time is going by too fast. Slow down. I guess so. Uh, it's really impossible to do given how many games there are now. Plus, my tastes are all over the map. But I am going to say that the game I that was new this year that I enjoyed the most, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna caveat that because there are other games I enjoyed more, but they weren't new this year. So okay, so I just want to make that clear. The new game I enjoyed the most was The Outer Worlds. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's my game of the year. Yeah. Um, I, so I was with you. Also, when I when I picked it up, yeah. The Outer Worlds was was my game of the year. I think we talked about this a little bit, but you know, a couple of more games came along. We had uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I was really interested, got hot about that for a minute and thought, wow, this is maybe my favorite single, you know, Jedi experience that I've had in a while. I mean, how can I not at least put that way up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it may no, come as no surprise. I'm still going with Death Stranding. Oh, and, that's right. You really and, and enjoyed the, Death Stranding. That's true. And I didn't play right, it. So and, in fairness here, and, we're picking games that maybe we haven't both played. So Right. Uh, right. Yeah. And, and you could easily argue me down and go, oh, but, you know, the, the, it's really just a walking simulator. Or, you know, there's too many ads in it. Or, you know, it doesn't have the charm of this or that. And that's fine. That's fine. But for me, Death Stranding stood out. Mm. It stood out in a way that I felt like Outer Worlds did not stand out, even though it was a great game, solid game, great gameplay, great fun storyline. Loved, I loved the decision making and and all that stuff. It was it it maybe it was it was fresh in the way that it made me think: Am I making the right decision? Mm-hmm. It really made me question that. So that was really well done. But. I really got to say, it this year stood out. Death Stranding just stands out. I mean, when you ask me in the future, first I'll go, was that 20, 2018? But then once I actually start remembering, I'll go, oh, yeah, that was the year that Death Stranding came out, and that really affected me. Also, had I been, um, had I played, uh, uh, what game was I just thinking of? Oh, have I had I played Control, I'd probably be talking about that. But I haven't played it yet. Right, right. Probably end up playing that next year sometime and then going, oh, my gosh. What a cool game. How come it took me so long to play it? Like a lot of that stuff happens for us. Um, and this is a transition year for uh, the Boob Show because we both had things change in our podcasting world. Uh, the core changed a little bit, which meant that, you know, we had to change a little bit or we decided to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so 
we'll be focusing less on some of these bigger games next year and more on independent games, probably. Yeah. Uh, so we've always we've know, always sort of leaned that way anyway. Evolving. Like we like uh, we like indie efforts. We like small teams. We like experiences you don't necessarily get in big AAA games. We'll still talk about them here and there, but I like our I like our trend. I like where we're headed. Uh, with I the like stuff we talk about. Yeah. And I think there's, I mean, look, we live in an embarrassment of riches time. There's so many games coming out every freaking week that uh, it's just nonstop. Yeah. This year for me wasn't about any single game necessarily. That's that's the reason why it was so hard for me to pick one other than one that just kind of stood out just Mm -hmm. different. Uh, But, I mean, gaming services have finally, I mean, we've had gaming services for a while, but I feel like they are just clicking. It is just all clicking so well. I have never felt like I've had so much to game, so many good quality games in the Game Pass. And the Stadia, for me, me personally, how my Stadia experience has been with Google Stadia has been fantastic. Um, I can't speak for anybody else. There's a lot of moving parts on that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, it was a great experience. And I'm looking forward to this next year with the Xbox. The the Just the Xbox is what they're going to call it, right? Yeah. Not the well, Series X. It's, call it, it is called the Series X, but technically the right, branding right. is still just but, Xbox. Yeah. And the end, they're just going to call it Xbox. And I'm, it's January. As soon as, as soon as next week, my next paycheck, my next little bit of money, I'm putting back. I'm starting right now. I'm saving for it because it's going to come out next uh, what October, uh, November or December they said yeah. I think all right so you're pretty settled then you don't you're not uh, not not I in a PS5 at all I uh, not unless not unless they give me something compelling to do I I started out this last generation with the PS4 and very gladly so because Xbox stumbled in uh in this current generation and they're swaggering out and uh, so Right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna see I'm hoping that they're gonna swagger in with the next one, and then maybe uh, Sony will figure it out and they'll win me back over. Next next E3 will be a big deal. We're gonna we're gonna learn a lot. Yeah, we're gonna learn a lot about what we're gonna about what we're gonna do personally, but also kind of what the industry is gonna do around those two uh, industry giants and whether or not they'll have the sway that they've always had. Whether Google can get their poop together and make that thing work for more people, (laughs) not just you. Um, see what Microsoft has in store for their streaming stuff. Like, there's a lot at stake this year, and I'm very excited to see how this all pans out. I love this part of the business; right. it's so much fun to watch. I do too. I is it is super exciting for me, and I've had a great gaming year, and I I, I see it being even better next year. I yeah. can't even. I I'm so excited about the stuff I don't even know about yet. <laughs> did uh did Dead Cells didn't come out of early access this year? That was last year, right? Right now, you talked a lot about it early this year, but I thought I talked a lot about God of War early this year, and maybe I did. Maybe I didn't get it until late. Oh, it was maybe released. Sorry, they released it officially in 20, 2018. 2012. So I played that game a lot uh, from early access on, and I was playing it for a couple of years before it came out. So I couldn't remember when they finally did it. If that was a if that was a twenty nineteen calendar year game, that might have been my game of the year because I love right, Dead right. Cells, man. So good. Oh my gosh. Hey, right. my God, it's so good. Well, there's our un- there's our unceremonious look at our our brand new 2019 game of the year from Scott and Brian. Okay, now you got to do this. Your game of the year that is not from this year, but you enjoyed the most. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The Switcher. Uh, I mean, I I had no clue. It just it stopped every all my other gaming. I yeah. mean, I I I went back to mention Luigi's Mansion, but I played that before Witcher came on. 
And once it was in, I was having trouble switching to anything else. Hmm. It was just you might call it the it had me. switcher. <laughs> The switcher if on you, my switcher. If you own it on the switch, you can call it that. Okay. For, Hunter, honey, give me my switch. For, no, not this, not that stick. For, the switch. For me, it's a it's a toss-up with a, a whole bunch of different games, but I think the one I'll settle on is ESO. Elder Scrolls Online really yes. got its claws into me this year. And I think they killed it with their latest expansion. Their numbers have all gone up. They've got big stuff on the horizon, including a a Skyrim uh zone slash expansion coming. And that game has really gotten good, and I love right. it. I really love it. You, so that's going to be my gotta, one for the year. I, I got to say that even though I said uh, The Witcher, really the Wraith and Gray for Walkman nailed it with No Man's Sky because I played hundreds of hours of that game this past year. And so, yeah, maybe that would it should have been what I said. Well, No Mansky is an amazing game. No they've and they've ta- and that's another example of a team you know sticking with the thing until it's until it's great, and uh, that. You know, that thing sucked at launch and yeah. was very controversial as a result, but they've done it and it's really great. That game is great right now. Like that's right up there for me. That's in my top five of the year that I played. But again, these are hard, you know, these are hard to quantify. Games are so much more, they have so much more life than they used to have. You know, they, they stick with yeah. them, even ones that aren't monthly subscriptions or whatever, or quote unquote games as a services. You still see development and things happen and DLC get released and new game modes and it's just more than it's ever been. Um, oh, I forgot Horizon. Ver- I played a lot of Horizon. Uh, uh, sorry, Forza Horizon 4. I played a lot of that. Oh, I played so much of that as well. And they've got some Battle Royale mode that I need to try. I keep hearing good oh, that's things the new about Battle that. Battle Royale mode. Yeah I, haven't, yeah, I haven't played it either, but it looks... I, actually, I take that back. I did play for half a second, yeah. and you're supposed to, to race to the different uh, areas where you could pick up a car, and you're supposed to stay within the, uh, within the circle. And I, I played it so poorly. I only played like two times. I was like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I'll have to come back when I'm better. Here's what I expect in 2020. I'll bet you that um, the Ghost Recon game that right now people are a little down on, not J.K. Grammer in the chat. He's always up on it. Uh, I think this will be the year they get that worked out. They did the same thing with the previous game, made it amazing. It was one of my favorite games of of the last couple of years. There's no reason why they can't get that game in shape. So I'm excited about that too. Anyway uh yeah 2020 gonna be a good year uh crazy year because that's all new stuff coming out man it's gonna be a big one it's the 2020 is the 2013 of uh this decade <laughs> right because 2013 <laughs> when agree. you got all the new consoles last time oh look at you and your thing that's right what are you wearing what is that your mixed reality head thing yeah windows mixed reality yeah do you feel the mixed reality I'm, kicking in is it is it i'm, uh, I'm punching you right now sweet look at that oh i can it's Super almost hot. like i'm there <laughs> look like eyeballs. <laughs> I don't like that at all, dude. So somebody, you know what? I'll do it later. I'm gonna go make a nice gif of what you're doing right now. This is fantastic. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's just watch this the rest of the day. Are you really in a game right now? No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you had me fooled. Time for this. I, I got like a. Yeah, it's a me. Time for us to guess my game. Yeah, we play this game. It's fun. We play an old game, some audio from it. We try to guess what each other's game is. Here's mine. Brian, see if you can figure it out. Here you go. Any guesses yet? Am I playing pole position? Sheesh. Yeah. No. Now, this is old school. 
I love this game so much. It's an arcade game. It's, it's definitely an arcade game. Yeah. Um, this sounds. I know what this game is, and when you tell me, I'm gonna be like, "Duh." Listen to this part. Like, what is this? Oh my god! What is it? I know what it is. What is it? <laughs> Why am I blanking on it? It's Discs of Tron. Oh my God! Of course, it's Discs of Tron. I oh, jeez, I couldn't, I couldn't get the visual image, but that sa- those sounds are just seared into my ears. Yeah, I mean, I know. The, the, I do this all the time. I'll hear a game uh, thing from an old arcade machine, and I'm a hundred percent. It's like burned into my head, but I can't think of the name. I right. totally get it. Oh my God! But man, I love. Love Discs of Tron. Love it, love it, love I it. Used to, I used to play the crap out of it. That was so much fun. Somebody so needs fun. to make a cool... I'm sure there is something like this in VR. Someone's got a VR Tron disc game, right? Ooh, yes. There's got to be. I almost, watched the, I almost watched the first Tron and the reboot on the Disney Plus channel the other day, but I didn't do it. That I, thing's a sequel, I like, you know? I like the. I like the reboot. It's not Some a reboot. Don't like it. I it's like not a reboot. reboot, though, is it? It's like well, a, it's not. I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're right. It's, it's a continuation. You're right. A part two, the sequel. I like it for some of it. Some of it is a problem. Right. A lot of it's good um, or fine. The soundtrack's amazing. Uh, yeah. The, the Did visuals you see the first Tron? Oh, yeah. I watched the first Tron over and over when I was a kid. I mean, I mean, it's trash, but I, I love it. <laughs> it's the kind of trash I love. I love it, too. I, those were the weird Disney days. Disney, look, Disney has yeah, that yeah. Um, has that whole uh, IP, right? They need to, now that they've got a streaming oh, yeah, service, yeah. we need a live action freaking Tron series, dude. Ooh, Absolutely. I would love it so much. I would love so it so good. much. When I was young, I wanted to drink Tron water. Do you remember the water they found? It was oh, like... Yeah. Weird, glowy, freaking computer water. I wanted to drink my own Tron water. Oh, we could finally live in a computer. That's what Tron's, you know, fantasy really was. I mean, come on. Yeah. And Tondra Grossman, Netflix and Amazon won't do it. Disney owns the rights. They just needed to get it on Disney+. Plus. They're having huge success with uh, Mandalorian. Let's try to have that with Tron. Oh, yeah. The Tron universe is ready. Yeah. And if you ever played Tron 2.0, that was an amazing first-person shooter. I love Tron 2.0. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I got a little excited there about that. And now this. Well, that's not it. There it is. All right, everybody. Time for us to read an email from a listener. This is from uh, Dylan, who wrote in and says, Hey, Dylan. about cart racers. He wants to talk about cart racers. He yeah, says, remember we talked a few weeks ago about cart racers. Yeah, we totally did. He says, Hey, Scoot and Boop. I was listening back to an older episode mm-hmm. where you guys were talking about cart racing games, specifically Mario Kart and Crash Team Racing. And it got me to thinking about a game I remember being very underrated. Did any of the either of you have any experience with Mod Nation Racers on the PS3? And uh, let's see, I'd love another iteration of that series, Dylan. Yes, I owned it. I played yes, a ton man. of it. It was great. It had a really good track editor. Uh, the actual that was racing, my favorite thing. The track editor was so good in that one. Yeah, the actual racing wasn't. It was okay, serviceable, but in the same way. Okay, you know how like in Little Big Planet. The, the tools are amazing what you can make, right? Just incredible stuff you can make in that game. But the actual platforming, the minute-to-minute gameplay of the platforming, eh, yeah. you know, it's no Mario. So right. I would say the same thing was true of Mod Nation Racers when it came to actual racing, but creating stuff in there and modding out your car and changing what you look like 
and people making little fake Mario looking guys and that kind of stuff. That was really cool, and I loved that game. So, yes, Mod Nation Racers. Yeah. Let's see a new one. That would be cool. Yeah, I didn't play it until later on. And so, but when I did finally get it and played it, I just, I loved it. I want to say that was on yeah, I, PlayStation 3. I think and I had it on the PS. I believe I had it on the PSP, is where I picked it up. I think I had a. Was it PSP uh, or Vita had that? I can't remember now. Uh, I had it on the PlayStation. I, probably for both because a lot of them were compatible, but I had it on the PlayStation Portal because I never had the Vita. Let's see. Mod Nation Racers. 2010. It's been 10 years. Jeez. Yeah. Um, it was first shown in 2009 at E3. I'm trying to find more here. And it's taking forever to open. Okay, there we go. Um, uh, content creation developer. Reception. I'm starting to find where it was. If there are any other devices, it says, oh, PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation Portable. You're right, PSP. That was it. But the Vita, it was on the Vita too, though, right? You could play, you could play a lot Doesn't of say PSP Vita here. PSP. No Vita on the list. PSP only. Really? Yeah. I guess hmm. I never made it to the thing. I don't know how well it did. Um, oh, I, well, online, I liked it on the, on the Portable. Online services for the game were shut down on the 10th of October last year. So, well, that's good. Yeah, that's not bad, though. Had that's a good, pretty had, darn good, though, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Had a good run. Uh, on April yeah. twenty or April twelfth, twenty eighteen, it was announced that Sony Interactive Entertainment will cease all online production for the game. Uh, this online or this, along with uh, a few other PlayStation titles such as Counter Spy, Little Big Planet, Karting, and Gravity Rush Two, will all have their online functionality removed. Um, I guess the sing- uh, the stuff you could do on your local console is all there still, but you can't go like right. check out other people's maps and stuff. Man, talking about the PSP and the PS Vita, I really. I really miss those. I, I would like yeah, to. Yeah, PSP was cool. I I know it didn't do as well as you wanted to, Sony, but I would I would always I would go I would go buy anything new you made like that. I would buy it. Yeah, I like their handhelds. I thought the Vita was cool. Yeah. I liked the Vita a lot. The Vita the oh, Vita, yeah, Vita kind of cool. became the the rad um, indie machine. Uh, that right. the, you know the Switch is enjoying that now, but at the time the Vita was the place to get your indie games. Oh, it was the place to go. Yeah, yeah. I think they really just saw the right on the wall with all these mobile games on on phones and stuff it's like oh it's almost the same form factor it's almost everything how are we going to compete in this and they kind of eh, yeah nintendo can do it they've got their first party stuff nintendo's weird they're a weird animal i can see why sony got out of it i get it microsoft was rumored to have a handheld for a long time they never did it yeah yeah xbox in the hand baby oh yeah totally we like this kind of stuff uh or else we got a phone call this is a little hard to hear i'm gonna play it anyway i feel kill this music and then play it but a little hard to hear uh with his uh his phone connection but it's not too bad i thought we'd play it it's a stadia sony call here you go my name is alex actually gonna talk about stadia you guys were talking about where's the audience that is taking advantage of stadia and i'm actually one of those i don't want to actually have a five years old computer that don't run that it doesn't run the games the newest newest games such as the or Red Dead 2, uh, Call of Duty, and all those new games. So Stadia is actually for me because I don't like consoles. So instead of spending $1,200 in a computer or upgrading my my new my, my current computer, I just can you know play Stadia everywhere uh, whenever I can, whenever I want. All right, so that makes sense. Yeah. He wants. Yeah, he he's basically saying, yeah, I'm I'm one of the people. I'm it the, works. I, yeah, I'm the, it, it works for yeah. for some people. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. and I and I get that. And you know what? I'm all for this. I just don't think they're there yet. 
and they're there for some. Obviously, they're there for you. You've been thrilled. Right. But there's yeah, and I, I don't think it's it's not. I don't think at this point, I don't think it's Google's faults where uh, most of the things that they're suffering from are not Google Stadia's problems. Well, I, some people complain and go, "Not enough titles, more exclusives." And I'm like, "Yeah, but this is about a platform. It's 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 you know, it's kind of like how I see Steam. It's not really." It's not really uh, like a console like you would expect for more exclusives and stuff. But I mean, yeah. because you know the, the investment is super low, I expect I expect my PlayStation and my Xboxes to have an exclusive because I am throwing down some big starting bucks. Whereas Stadia, you're just gonna pay ten dollars. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like and you you just start playing. I'm if it works for you, it works. If it works, it works. I agree. I just think that in the end of the day, your console is the internet now. If you want to think of it yeah. that way. Stadia's cons- Stadia is is you paying ten bucks to access the internet as your console, and then you then you buy games to play on that console. In its simplest right. form, that's what this is. Super and- cheap. I like I said, there's a market that they're feeding. The question is, is that market going to be big enough for them to uh, justify the cost of what they're what they're doing, will they be able to do it? And I I'm pulling for them because I would like to see this, and I would like to see other companies do this as well. I'd, I think that would just be beneficial to us all. Uh, Microsoft's plan is more interesting to me because I think they're going to have yes. kind of a big giant swath of hybrid ideas. Like you're going to be able to play streaming right. directly, uh, Stadia style, or you're going to be able to download these games. You're going to be able to play them in on in multiple on multiple devices in multiple places. With cloud saves all enabled, you're going to be able to play games via Game Pass that you would otherwise have to purchase. Instead, you're just going to you know get them for the one p- price. Like it's they they, right. they could really run away with this if they want to. Um, I think so too. I would I would love like I said I I, I hope there's success there too. I hope it all successful. So yeah. like, this benefits me. Yeah, me too. Me me me. So in Sony's case, their biggest strength is first party development. Their games are amazing, and they can't get them anywhere else. And so they yeah, do yeah. they they hold some sway over me in that regard. Like when they do a um, what do you call it? A Horizon Zero Dawn sequel? Mm-hmm. Where the hell else am I going to play that? You know, I gotta have. Yeah, that. Death Stranding. Here it is. Yeah, here's your PS4. To me, it's yep. like Nintendo games. I, if I'm going to play Mario or Zelda, where am I going to get them? I gotta mm-hmm. get them. I gotta get them where Nintendo goes. So it's the same thing for me. Where are you going, Nintendo? Can I come? Yeah, can I come with you? Would that be okay? I just want to play some Mario. Hey, Nintendo. <laughs> That's them sniffing back at me. I'll tell you, you know what's odd? What? I've been, I've had, I've had, uh, speaking of Nintendo, I've had the Mario Kart Racing mobile app on mm-hmm. my phone for a while now, and I yeah. never did play it. I didn't and I finally, <laughs> I finally, I, it's been loaded up forever. So I finally played it the other, like, uh, over the holidays. Yeah. And I, I placed first place oh. playing against other people. Like Ryan. the first race I did, I, I got first place, and it well made done. me quit because I was, <laughs> it made well, you quit. <laughs> It made me quit. I'm like, <laughs> I should not be winning first place. I'm out. I mean, maybe those were. It's, it's not gonna. It's not gonna get any better than that. Maybe right? those it's were bots. Place. Are you sure those were people and not bots? It, it said I was playing other people. It huh. said it was real people. All right. So I'm, and and I'm gonna believe it because I won. And I'm like, why play anymore? Is this gonna get worse? Does that right? thing work so, with? Because uh, now you can sync Xbox uh, and PlayStation controllers with a with an iPhone. I wonder if I can play that game with a controller now. Mm. Right. Hmm. I have to think about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not, and I probably don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I've really fallen off phone games this year. 
in a way that I, I didn't too, expect. Which is I'm sad a, because I'm a fan normally of just like, oh, a cool phone thing. And there's been a couple of things, but for the most part, I've just kind of fallen way off. Even though Apple like arcade I, service was was amazing, and I really had fun for the month or two that I played mm-hmm. it, and I just kind of lost interest. Same. I'm just kind of like, so you know, good. I'll just go spend time on my. I've been playing my Switch with this year way more than I ever have. Yeah, and yeah. so I know it's not a problem with portable gaming and um, my PC is getting most of my other love. And I'm in a weird place like this next year is going to be a big deal for me because I don't know where I am with consoles outside yeah. of the Switch. I'll, I'll tell you, if if I've, I've played with several, I've always assumed the reason why I don't like phone games usually is because they're usually kind of limited. There's there's only so many different things you can do and you can take up part of your screen real estate with your fingers mm-hmm. you know pressing stuff and everything and it's just it never quite feels really good and they make add-on controllers where you can actually have controllers and attached to it but none of those are very well integrated they they're, all look stupid they, they, they're not officially yeah. licensed they're just dumb looking if they could figure out a way to make my phone look like a switch yeah i'd be in i, I mean they do they do have off. they do have clamp on the side controller style stuff but I, yeah I don't but know they, how... don't, they don't work like you think they do you no. think they're gonna work <laughs> They you don't. think they're going to work just like a controller, but you have to like do all kinds of weird hoop jumping in and only work with certain games. And it's, ugh. yeah, it's that stuff's not where it needs to be right now. No, but uh, hey, who are we to complain? So much to play, so much cool stuff to do. Video games, they're here to stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show. We're very excited about what the future holds. 2020 should be fun for the show and for uh, video games in general. We'll be happy to be here and be that voice out there. I put on our uh, our overlay today. Scott Johnson and Brian Dunaway do games their way. Hmm, I like that yes. phrase. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like that one. Uh huh. Doing it our way. Doing it our way. So we're gonna keep doing that. We're grateful to you guys all year for listening to us and being a part of this. Coming up, showing up for live shows, catching the show later. However it is you consume us, we appreciate it, and uh, we hope you continue to do that well mm, into twenty twenty. I'm consuming you. Consume. I don't hey, I got I got two gaming tips for you gamers out there. This All is right. some things I've been in. There's the things I've been enjoying, and I want to use even more in 2020. It's not games, but it's gaming tools. Go for it. And that is good old games. Galaxy Two, the new client, allows you to. Uh, attach all of your services, most of the services, a few left out, but for the most part, all the services, so you can see what you have in your library. And if you're big gamers like we are you probably have a pretty large library, especially mm-hmm. on Steam and all those Steam sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've really en- enjoyed that. Another thing, too, is if you're familiar with the Opera browser, yeah. it's a Chromium-based browser, and they have something called Opera GX. And it is a gamer-centric uh, browser, skinned mostly, uh, and it, it it's not really a big trick, but it's kind of nice to when you launch it, it'll go straight into a calendar that shows what games are being released during those days and and events that are happening during that time That's and you know cool. all the all the speed dial stuff is set up for like Twitch and and YouTube's and different places that we'd hit as gamers. Wow. Uh, so I I, you're suddenly making tools. me want to use Opera for the first time ever. Yeah, get grab the Opera GX and just look at it. I'm telling you it's it's that it's a lot of fun. All right, I'm in. It sounds good. Nice. Look at that little uh, end of the year wow. thing from Brian. Little nugget. Yeah, nugget. Well, uh, for the rest of y'all listening, we hope you have a fantastic uh, final couple of days. Have a safe New Year's Eve, a safe New Year's. And uh, we'll be back on the other side in 2020 to bring you more goodness here on the Boop Show. Don't forget to visit our website, Boop Show. uh, Sorry, frogpants.com slash boop, B-O-O-P. You can also email us, boopshow at gmail.com. We are at Boop Show on Twitter. 
find Brian at the Brian Dunaway. I'm at Scott Johnson. And you can find this show everywhere you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, and for all of you. See you next time. Happy New Year. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I don't like steam. I love steam.